Would white-eyed kids or black-eyed kids be scary? <laughs> scarier. I think the white-eyed kids would be scarier. Like either one, I feel like would be pretty <laughs> freaky. <laughs> right. Like I wouldn't feel protected. Yeah. I'm not going to feel any better about seeing a kid who has no iris or pupil at all either <laughs> so maybe like if these are supposed to be some sort of like angel figure like maybe rethink how you're portraying yourself because <laughs> it's not making me feel better <laughs> i'm Paige, and i'm megan and this is spooky science sisters Hello, you're listening to Spooky Science Sisters, a podcast where we present to you a science-based and probably very giggly discussion on all things strange and unusual. In this episode, we are going to tell you stories of the black-eyed children and give our thoughts on these creepy paranormal creatures. But before we get to our discussion, it is time for something spooky. So Megan, did anything spooky happen to you in the last two weeks? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> Paige, did anything spooky happen to you? Yes. Well, sort of. I think it's kind <laughs> of spooky. So I have discovered or I've noticed that every single morning at the same point in my commute, mm -hmm. I pass a truck and it's specifically a semi. And like to most people, that's probably like not a big deal because you probably commute 20 minutes and there's like a bunch of traffic and you're always mm -hmm. passing trucks. But I commute 40 minutes to work and I mm -hmm. commute at three o'clock in the morning when most of the time, like I will see maximum of three cars on the road. So like it's mm -hmm. a little weird that I happen to pass a semi at the exact same point in my commute every morning. And it's like exactly nine miles before I get off of the highway. It's very weird. <laughs> it's like <laughs> and it's not even like I leave for work at the same time every morning because some uh -huh. mornings I leave at three and some or like three twenty and some uh -huh. mornings I leave at 350. So uh -huh. it's like, it's not even like I'm at that same spot on the highway every day at the same time. The yeah. other morning, I didn't see a single other car on the highway until uh -huh. I got to that point. And then I was like, Oh, what a surprise. I'm passing a semi again. So yeah. I don't know. Just <laughs> <Go weird>. semi. <laughs> It must be. But like this okay, but like the same semi, like same peak, No or just like it's, a semi. It's just a semi. So like it's even less creepy <laughs> because it's just a random truck. But it's like for thirty freaking minutes I don't see anything and then yeah. all of a sudden, boom, yeah. semi. You don't think that there's just like wherever you're on your drive, there's like a delivery that happens at a certain time at a factory or something. And so you just happen to see the truck every time. Well, that was my point, though, is that like I don't leave for work at the same time every morning because um. some mornings I open. So I'm telling you this now because like, A, I think it's weird, but okay. B, because starting next week, I start a new schedule. And so I'll be going at 630 instead of like 4 or 430. And if I still only pass a freaking semi, like... It it there's something weird's going on. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but something weird is going on. Okay. Well, uh, next week when we record our final episode, we will try to try to figure out what's going on. I guess. 
We'll try to see if it happens again. Come on. You don't think it's a little weird that, like, <laughs> I literally drive 40 minutes to work and I see one car in the same spot every fucking morning? Okay, but it's like, oh, is it, like, going the opposite direction? Wait. wait okay. no. No, no, no. He's, like, on the same side of the road. I just, like, I get, like, in the left lane to pass him. He's the only car that makes me get over. <laughs> but, like, how close to the same spot? It's, like... It's within, like, between the time where my – because I still use my GPS to work. <laughs> uh, not because I don't know where I'm going, but because I uh-huh. only drive there at night. So it's, like, uh-huh. or, like when it's dark out. So I'm always afraid yeah. I'm going to, like, miss an exit or something. Yeah. Um. And so it's between the time – every single time, it's between the time that my GPS says, like, 10 miles – and then it'll count down, you know, like 9.9, 9.8, uh-huh. between 10 miles and 9 miles. Like, So it's within a mile, just one mile, and it's like a little bridge, and I pass him at the same spot every time. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever. You don't think it's weird, but I do. It's a little weird, but I, I guess I just – it would be – Okay. I mean, nothing weird is happening. It's just like, it's just completely it's just coincidental just that weird I have coincidence. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, it just kind of weirded me out. That's all. So okay. that's my something spooky, well, but also not spooky at all. I was talking to Elliot about us recording this episode and uh-huh. we have called Black Eyed Kids as a new band name. <laughs> 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 that just sounds like you're the offspring of the black eyed peas okay well you're right but whatever <laughs> it would be a good it would be a good band name Thanks. i feel like it it has to be somebody's band name like it black probably eyed children is or black eyed kids it probably is yeah but if it isn't it's, it's mine now yeah <laughs> great all right Paige has called it for the day when she starts a band (laughs) okay well like Paige said we are going to talk about black eyed children which is pretty much just inspired by me listening to several podcasts about them at about the same time and thinking this is pretty neat I wonder if anything's going on here and yeah that's a boring story anyway so <laughs> so before Paige jumps into the legend or the folklore of these stories, I had a couple of thoughts going into it. And my first thought was just that it doesn't seem like these stories start until after the internet is a thing. So so it just makes me think that it's just creepypasta. It's just a right. Slenderman type urban legend thing that was invented for the internet. And then I guess this isn't so much of a thought as it is a interesting factoid that I learned while I was researching. <laughs> but I had no idea that creepypasta is an abbreviation slash internet speak for copy and paste. Uh, have you never heard Elliot and I say copy pasta? <laughs> well, now that, yeah, like, I guess I have heard people say copy pasta. So I don't know if that just like morphed into creepy pasta at some point. I have no idea. I think it's, yeah, I think it's like the creepy version of copy pasta is all. Okay. I think well, that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, I should know it. I just, it never occurred to me that that was where the phrase came from. Yeah. <laughs> well now we know i'm I'm just an idiot but if you didn't know like me (laughs) you're not an idiot it's just it's funny because elliot and i say copy pasta all the time otherwise like 
Yeah. I mean, why I would like you know that? I don't know. I don't remember you saying that. Well, I've like read a lot of uh, creepypasta stories because I think they can be fun. So it's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> what it actually stood for. I thought like that it wasn't just I was just like, oh, it's just, just a weird way to put that. Sure. Okay. Well, you want to tell us about black eyed kids, a.k.a. black eyed children, a.k.a. B-E-K's. B-E-K's. Yes, I would <laughs> love to. So the B-E-K's are a contemporary American legend, and they are considered, like I said earlier, paranormal creatures who will approach people to request or demand something. Sometimes they're seen hitchhiking or panhandling, but in many stories, they appear at somebody's doorstep with a request to be let inside. Basically like demonic girl scout cookie sellers <laughs> basically yes <laughs> oh no uh, <laughs> so they they appear as children usually between the age of six and 16 and they normally have very pale skin and completely black eyes their clothing dun, dun, dun. is typically unusual for the time, so it's usually like outdated. And they speak in a monotone voice, um, and usually they have like just some weird speech patterns. But other than that, the black eyed children really don't look much different than other children you would see playing in your neighborhood. They're still cute little kiddos. They've just got scary black eyes. And a lot of stories will feature people not realizing until partway through the encounter that these kids have black eyes which is scarier like if they just always had them <laughs> <laughs> yeah it makes it scarier because it it's like you're about to talk about that yeah there's like some people feel like there's some compelling force so people feel like you know their minds are being tricked into thinking they're regular kids and then they realize it partway through the encounter that they're not so <laughs> Uh, so I can just like <laughs> I can hear I can hear the uh, sarcasm in your voice. I can hear you. Oh, <laughs> you! I wasn't trying to be that sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> so the Morbid Podcast does an episode on the Black Eyed Children, and mm -hmm. they tell like quite a few stories. But they specifically talk at one point about there being black-eyed adults. And then, like, they mm -hmm. kind of talk about how that just doesn't seem as scary to them. And I like, <laughs> totally have to agree that for some reason, like, black-eyed adults doesn't creep me out the same way that black-eyed children do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's a reason that creepy kids is, like, a pretty popular horror movie trope. It's just yeah. weirder when kids are doing weird things creepy things <laughs> it's just more unsettling <laughs> yeah and i suppose like if an adult came to my doorstep and asked for like my phone so they could call home or something like generally i would just be less open to that scenario like i would be more willing to let a child in because i would think like oh this child needs help. yeah yeah i guess there's two sides to it yeah like with a kid you would be freaked out because you'd feel like something or someone, I guess, was trying to trick you. So that would feel really weird. But yeah, if it was an adult, I'd just be like, no, please get the fuck away from me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, you're not coming in. <laughs> no. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> this just uh, in, I'm a dick. Uh, <laughs> I will throw you my phone through the window, but you are not stepping foot inside of my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, most encounters, or at least a lot of the stories that I've listened to, uh, it sounds like the children typically start off pretty calm when they first, you know, start demanding or requesting things. Um, mm-hmm. However, many reports mention that the kids do tend to get very angry or aggressive if you're not meeting their demands. Yeah. Which I mean, like my toddler does that. So that's just kids. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> like, just tell her no and see how fast it turns into <laughs> <laughs> aggression <laughs> um some sources say that the children are reported to be psychics or and that they can compel your movements so some people have like encountered or said that they've encountered black-eyed kids and will like open a door or do something that they didn't mean or want to do. Most reports also mention having the the person, I guess like the the victim, if that's what you want to call it, um, <laughs> having an overwhelming sense of dread when they encounter the children. And like, I know we already talked about this a little bit, I guess, but like, I know this feeling is described as something very intense and likely mm-hmm. something that I've never truly felt myself. But just saying that like if some kid randomly showed up on my doorstep with no parents making some like odd requests in some like I don't know like weird monotone voice like I would probably be a little freaked out too like they of course there's going to be some sort of like overwhelming sense of like fear (laughs) right (laughs) like regardless of whether or not they're paranormal like it would probably freak you out a little bit um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Kids can be weird, you know, like they, um, I don't know, maybe they're just like a super awkward Girl Scout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I just like, I'm not saying you're wrong for saying that, like, you should be freaked out. I'm just saying, like, there are, I can see, um, I just think it's, it's some of these stories are just like, people just sound like they just panic about this about their like being a kid and you know being so scared and it's like there's so many like kids are just sort of freaky sometimes i just i guess i'm just trying to make the point that like if a six-year-old is running around my neighborhood without any parents and just like walking up to doors and are completely by themselves like i'm going to think something weird is going on whether it be that like something terrible is happening to them and they need help or that, like, that I'm tr- getting, like, tricked into something. Like, I'm yeah. going to be freaked out because, like, this six-year-old probably shouldn't just be running around by themselves. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And then, it's like, going to set yeah. off some sort of Yeah, like, bell. I'm probably yeah. going to be freaked out in some way, no matter what's going on. Yeah, um, okay. Agreed. <laughs> so, so the first encounter, and I've read a couple different dates, so I don't know if you know, but I, th- I had read that the first encounter was reported in 1998, but it occurred mm-hmm. in 1996. That's um, what I had heard, too. Okay. And this was in, um, is it Abilene or Abilene? I think it's Abilene, Texas. I think it's Abilene. 
Abilene or Abilene, Texas by Brian Bethel. And he reports, like I said, in 1996 that he was in a movie theater parking lot in his car and he was apparently like writing up a check and I think it was like to pay like an internet bill or something. Like you do at nighttime. Right, right. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) let me just drive out at night. Hang out in the to movie pay this theater internet parking bill. lot to pay the internet bill. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he looked at the calendar and was like, oh, shit, I forgot to pay this. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's sitting there and two young boys approach his car mm-hmm. and ask him for a ride home because they want to go see a movie, but they don't have the money and mm-hmm. they're going to go home and get the money for the movie. Um, and there is like already a little bit of weirdness here. Like, why not just ask for the money? I don't know. I feel yes. like that's what I would have done as a child. Or the other thing that's that is discussed in um, like when he reports this mm-hmm. is that he notices that the last showing of the movie that they claim they want to see is already started. And by the time he got them home, they got money and they got back to the theater like the movie would already be pretty much over. Yeah. Yeah. I'd heard that it was like an hour into it. But also like, again, that means that this guy's driving out to a movie theater parking lot to sit there and write a check at like 10 p.m. at night because like the earliest last showing i would think would be like nine something yeah <laughs> like who's the weirdo getting... here <laughs> bethel was he just getting out of a movie and then was like oh shoot i gotta drop this check off before i head home or like like why the movie theater i'm very i'm confused about that <laughs> Yeah, who knows? I mean, the only thing I could think is like one of those like little theaters, um, like the cheaper theaters that are like right that are always like in a strip mall parking lot or like right outside of a strip oh, mall. Oh, you're that- right. They did say that it was like a cheap theater. Yeah, so that's or what I pictured I it as. To. Okay, okay, so- but either way, like Brian, <laughs> why are you doing this at? <laughs> Brian, you're the weirdo. <laughs> Why are you doing this at 10 p.m. at night? I'm suspicious of you. <laughs> also, they were going. They were apparently wanting to see the Mortal Kombat movie, which just made me yeah. Giggle. Isn't that like pretty gruesome? I'm pretty sure. And like, I don't remember the ages of the kids. I should have written it down. But like, one of them, I think, was like 10. Yeah, and I feel so, like, like probably that's... too young to go see that movie. Right. Exactly. Anyway, um, so he notes in his report that he didn't notice that they were there until one of the boys tapped on his window. And he says mm-hmm. that he recalls, like, as soon as he heard that and looked up, he he immediately recalls this soul-wracking fear. So Yeah, because if you, like, all of a sudden looked right. up and there were two kids standing by your it's window. It's probably pretty like, creepy. Oh. Oh, right. Like, that's my point. As soon as Alice like can crawl out of her crib and stare at me in the middle of the night to wake me up, right? I'm gonna feel. That's what I'm saying. Like they fear. keep talking about, like, oh, there's this like overwhelming fear. I'm like, well, fuck yeah, these kids are just like randomly popping up in yeah. front of you. But like, also, of like, course, you're gonna be that. kind of like freaked out, right? Right. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Anybody would be a little creeped out if they're sitting in a parking lot and some kid just knocks on their window. Like, don't tell yeah. me you wouldn't be freaked out. You would. Not you. Uh, other people. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
they, you know, they've asked for the ride home. He's kind of, you know, he's resistant. He doesn't want to. And they make this attempt to reassure him that like, oh, everything's okay by telling him that they are just children and they don't have a gun, which like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm definitely, you're definitely not getting your car. Yeah. Number one way to make me think you do have a gun. Right. Right. Like, thanks, 10-year-old. I didn't think you have a gun, but now I know you have a gun. Uh, (laughs) That wasn't something that would have crossed my mind at all, but now it has. (laughs) So our buddy Brian, um, he refuses to take them home. And he says that that at one point he breaks eye contact with them. And when he does this, he says he looks back up and that's when he notices um, that their eyes are completely black. And he once again comments that he has this like overwhelming sense of fear and it becomes all encompassing. Um, Yeah, very spooky. So (laughs) the boys get frustrated because Mr. Bethel is refusing to give them a ride home. And he basically ends up like rushing out of the parking lot and leaving them. I think that I remember and I thought I'd put it in here. I think I remember at one point hearing or reading that like he had reported that the kids started like screaming at him saying that they had to let him in they had to he had to tell them they could get in the car he could they couldn't get in the car and they were like Mm -hmm. screaming at him that he had to let them in um and i think around that time is when he like sort of took off so i don't know pretty creepy you know (laughs) yes pretty creepy and i think he says like he looks back at one point and they're just like they're just all of a sudden gone and that's pretty common in these Mm -hmm. stories as well like he looks back to see if they're still there and like they're just gone um (laughs) so that's like you said that's sort of that's the original story uh, that shows up online and what everybody talks about And on Astonishing Legends, they do mention that they were able to dig up some stories from earlier. So a story from the 70s, a story from the 50s, uh, which includes, I think, there's ones from like the UK and France, and that there's potentially some Native American stories about evil spirits with black eyes. But that seemed like it was based on a single blog post as far as I could tell and not like a, you know, not something that seemed super official. So that seems pretty mm-hmm. tenuous. So it's possible that the stories of black eyed children come from, I guess, older urban legends or folklore, but all of these stories that supposedly occurred earlier than 1996 are all posted online, you know, however many years later, 30 years later, 40 years later. So it's like, okay, well, it's all just anecdotal. (laughs) Right. There's no no (laughs) news stories or physical evidence or whatever. Yeah. And I had read, I had read that there was like a signed, and I think maybe is like in the Wikipedia page and I followed it. So it might be in there. But uh, anyways, Mm -hmm. there was a, like a scientist or like a scientific writer or something that had, looked into like trying to find like and any evidence or trying to like find like pictures or anything of Mm -hmm. these occurring and like there's just like absolutely nothing (laughs) there's just like nothing yeah i'll talk about her again but that's sharon hill yes thank you does the who did the does did the spooky geology website and is still active on twitter doing various sort of paranormal debunking things so 
Yeah. Okay, cool. So like Megan said, you know, there are quite a few stories and a lot of them are pretty similar to to Bethel's. They seem to pick up quite a bit in 2013, but others describe, like I said, the children getting aggressive and pounding on their door in anger after mm-hmm. not being let in or, or there are stories of, you know, children being let in. There's power outages. It's, there's all kinds of stuff that happens. Yeah. Um, kids just get like very worked up. It is important to note that in all the stories though, I have read that the children must be asked or invited in Mm-hmm. or they're not able to enter. So that's yes. going to be yeah. important later. So I wanted to know, Megan, in, your, in, in Brian Bethel's situation, what do you do? <laughs> okay, well, first, I wouldn't be paying my internet bill <laughs> at 10 p.m. at night from a movie theater parking lot. Well, we don't write checks anymore, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, okay, so I know exactly what I would do in this situation, and I think I would do what a lot of logical people would do if I encountered two children who were behaving suspiciously and who seemed to be completely alone at an age that was too young to not have an adult around, I would, like, make a welfare call to the police. Right. Like, I would just call the local, like, not call 911. Like, I don't want to, like, start up something. But I would just, like, call and say, hey, I saw these strange kids. I have these weird kids staying on my, standing on my doorstep. They don't seem to have an adult with them. I'm concerned about them. Can you guys just come over and check it out? And then that would be that. And then I'd tell him, hey, I've, I've got a police officer coming. Like, he can help you get where you need to go. Can we talk about the fact that this isn't even something that seems to, like, cross his mind? Or am it I, doesn't like, seem to cross anybody's mind right? in these stories. Like, <laughs> like, okay, I get it. It's 1998. Like, maybe he doesn't have a cell phone. But, like, in that case, like, or... It, but he waits two years to report it. <laughs> and also, yeah. And also, like, the movie theater is still open. I would just be like, hey... You know, why don't we go into the movie theater and why don't we call your parents at home and like see what's going on? Or like, why don't you sure if you're freaked out enough to zoom off in your car, like then place the call to the police to be like, hey, can you guys go check this out? I have a weird feeling about it. Right. And see if they can just like check to see if anybody's there. So anyway, I feel like that's the logical adult thing to do. Right. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, I mean, I assume you do the exact same thing, right? Of course. Well, here's the thing. Like, even, like, let's just pretend I'm just, like, a butthole and don't care about the kids, which I obviously (laughs) do. Like, I would would call. But, like, you know, like, let's pretend that I'm just being selfish and I'm scared or, like, I'm, you know, all I can think about is how scared I am. Like, at least think about the other people who these kids might be trying to get in the car with. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like true. There's... Like if you think something, well, because we'll talk about some of the possible explanations, and it's like, hmm, maybe you should want to like protect the other people from that. Like I don't know, <laughs> Matt, it's all about. I don't know. So yeah, I would definitely be calling the police. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, yeah, and not in like a like not in like a nine one one go get them way, but like right, a, right. I'm just like, can you just like. Go check. Do a welfare check. Like, and make, make sure, sure that these that kids are okay. all right. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what anyone would do, which, like, basically, in my mind, like, makes this pretty much all bullshit. And you guys are so surprised. But... <laughs> 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 okay, so that's... I mean, that's the big story. And they pretty much all follow that same 
you know, that same vibe, that same ordered whatever um, narrative in all the different stories that you read, although like sometimes it's like at somebody's house or whatever. But either way, similar vibe, similar narrative, people get freaked out, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about it as we go. So now we want to talk about some of the go through some of the paranormal <laughs> explanations for these. And because like people, I mean, there are, there are so many podcast episodes about this and like there's this whole, you know, there's a ton of stuff on the internet and people, I mean, a lot of people seem like pretty convinced that, that these kids actually exist. Like, I don't know what your impression was. So yeah, I get the impression that most people think that they exist. And then I also get the impression that like a pretty significant portion of those people believe it's paranormal yeah right (laughs) like yeah that there couldn't like that these stories are real and that it couldn't possibly be some yeah like anything else explanation right yeah (laughs) okay uh yeah so you're gonna talk to us about some of the paranormal explanations yeah so the first paranormal paranormal explanation is that these black-eyed children are vampires duh Duh. um (laughs) and like we look back at our vampire episodes like it i kind of you know you can see some of the similarities like they've got like the soullessness and the pale skin Mm -hmm. um and there's this whole like requirement they must be invited in or they can't come in Mm -hmm. yeah oh and i was just gonna comment on that so I remember, and listeners, you know, just to refresh your memory from that episode that we did with Holly on vampires in pop culture and this whole idea that they have to be invited in, she had said that that was a remnant of pagan hearth magic. So like this idea that your home is a sacred space, so it can't be violated. But it's like, it seems like a silly addition to this like modern urban legend. Like what? what force is stopping them you know right like i guess it means that there's some like overarching force that's controlling them but like then it all i mean it comes back to like pretty much just the the stuff where vampires are just like like holly said like they're just like moral panics or whatever because it's like right. you have to make the decision to like accept them or like to let them you know, let them into your life, let them into your car, let them into your house. And like, then, you know, you've brought this on yourself or whatever. So anyway, I don't know, maybe black eyed kids are just like a weird vampire morality warning thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm getting from it. Yeah. So um, the other, I guess, similarity is like their ability to like hypnotize or to make people yeah. do what they want them to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's really all I have there. I don't know if you have any other thoughts, but but that's kind (laughs) of, that's the vampires. That's the vampire explanation. So I'm actually going to, I'm going to do these out of order. So the next one, uh, the next, I guess, explanation, paranormal explanation is that they could be demons. And some people believe that, so basically some people believe that black eyed children are the children of the devil. And by letting them into your home means that you're letting the devil into your home. Um, Yeah. So like pretty much a similar idea. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much the same thing. And like, it's for a lot of the same reasons. Um, You know, they need permission to be let in, which is another, you know, it's it's not just vampires, it's also demons. So then I only read this as a note in like one source, and I didn't really see it anywhere else. So I'm not sure your thoughts on it. But Uh apparently, a lot of encounters end up 
resulting in some sort of negative consequence. So oh, somebody okay. who's had an encounter will like say they get sick for the next week or they lose a family member or something tragic happens to them. And so this is something else that like leads people to believe like, oh, this was the de- this was the devil's child visiting your house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then it sort of blends with other, you know, other urban legends like Mothman and stuff like that, that it's some right. harbinger of something bad about to happen. And I guess related to that, there, well, there's at least one, but I assume there's, there's, they alluded to there being others, but stories of white eyed children following, you know, following after these kids um, to like basically reassure the people who had the encounter or whatever. So it's like, okay. <laughs> That sounds right. Would uh, white-eyed kids or black-eyed kids be scary? <laughs> scarier. I think the white-eyed kids would be scarier. Like either one, I feel like would be pretty <laughs> freaky. Right, like I wouldn't feel have protected. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to feel any better about seeing a kid who has no iris or pupil at all either (laughs) so maybe like if these are supposed to be some sort of like angel figure like maybe rethink how you're portraying yourself (laughs) because it's not making me feel better (laughs) my name is cindy burnett and each week i interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast thoughts from a page we talk spoiler free about their books so you can listen whether you have read the book or not And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. So our third paranormal explanation is, and I know you will all be shocked, mm-hmm. aliens or an alien-human hybrid. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, and apparently the re- the reasons for this just like, I don't know, blow my <laughs> mind. It's amazing. So some people say that it could be like an explanation for their psychic abilities. Some people say that like, oh, it must be aliens because gray aliens typically have all black eyes. Oh, yeah, because we definitely know what gray aliens. <laughs> right. And I'm like, even if we did, it's like, okay. That's a lot I know of this steps isn't... in logic. Like, you've got to believe right. that there are little gray aliens running around. You've got to believe that they look the way say and then you've got to believe and then you've got to make the jump that they're the only ones who would have that colored eyes yes it's like i know it's not the same thing but i'm like i have brown eyes and my dog has brown eyes so does this mean i'm some sort of human dog hybrid i don't think so yeah that's that's like pretty clearly people who just like saw men in black and like the aliens wearing their like people skin suits around and they were like this is real. <laughs> right. So that's pretty much that feeds into the next thing is that like the unusual clothing that black uh-huh. children will wear, the speech patterns and the ability to show up and leave unnoticed is similar to what is seen in Men in Black. And like obviously Men in Black is, you know, the Bible. I Like 
I, I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, why are well, people using the, men the in men black? The men in black thing is like a longer lived. Like, people have these encounters with like weird men in black or whatever. Like, that's based on, you know, quote unquote real. And by real, I mean like their stories that people have been telling for a long time. But anyway, yeah. To that, I say like, no. Kids are. Kids are just weird and creepy sometimes. And like they can, they're little, they can sneak up on you. And little kids in the US have started talking in English accents because of Peppa Pig. So, you know, <laughs> they could have picked up some weird accent or affectation anywhere. Like they're just little sponges. So I, this doesn't, this doesn't freak me out at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's hard not to be snarky about these because it's like, Oh, this just seems like a lot of jumps in in logic to to get to these points. So, anyway. <laughs> okay. So, that's the paranormal stuff. I think people also talk about, you know, them potentially being like an interdimensional being, but I feel like that's sort of lumped in with aliens a lot. So, we're not going right. to address it separately. And we obviously have to talk about what we think some of the non-paranormal explanations for this could be. Uh, and this one was a little trickier because, like we said, everything here is anecdotal. Like, there's not any, like, solid evidence or pictures or video or anything that you can look at. Or, like, even as far as I can tell, like, there are, like, forum posts on the internet. There aren't news stories and stuff. So right. it's, like, you know, it's a little hard to come up with concrete ways to debunk it but we've got some ideas <laughs> so okay so the first and i'm actually pretty proud of this like i put some thought into this and in my albeit you know probably limited research into this i don't know if that many people have come up with this idea so i don't know i could be the first we'll see <laughs> let us know if something you else heard it here up. folks <laughs> okay so most of these encounters happen at night, right? Am I right about that? Uh, most of the ones that I've heard have, yeah. Yeah, happen at night. Yeah, you're a weirdo like Brian who's paying his internet bill at 10 p.m. at night via check. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we just – our last episode was too short, too spooky. And we oh, talked gosh. about <laughs> – we talked about the Bloody Mary game and the idea that, you know, your brain can can be tricked, that you can have these optical illusions that happen, tricks of the light, or something called Troxler's fading. So I was like, maybe something like that is going on when these people are staring at these kids in, you know, in dim light or in, you know, in the darkness because it's nighttime. So if you'll remember, Troxler's fading is when your brain starts to distort the image you're looking at because that's trying to filter out unimportant details and it gets confused by a lack of new input when you stare at something for a long time. I and love that you connected this, by the way. Oh, good. It's my favorite. <laughs> I'm like pretty proud of it. So, you know, <laughs> this could be like not a thing at all, but I'm pretty proud of it. So, okay. So people think that this is related to a psychological phenomenon called strange face illusion, which is 
Uh, and just to recap that, which is where people start to see distortions or monsters or, you know, monstrous images in their own face in the mirror, or they can even see it in the face of someone they're looking at when in a dimly lit room. And this was like an actual psychological study that found this. And importantly, everyone in that study, as you'll remember, reported a sense of otherness, which like 100% tracks for the Black Eyed Children accounts. I mean, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's dark. It's kind of dark. You're staring at these kids. And it's like, yeah, the conditions aren't totally perfect because but like people talk about them like standing unusually still and stuff so it's like you don't have kids that are sort of like fidgeting moving around whatever i could just like i just feel like if you're already sort of freaked out it's sort of dark like your brain might start playing tricks on you and like making them look weird or like making you just feel this like innate sense that something is off or something is wrong but it's like just your brain trying to like you know your brain doesn't know what's going on Yeah, I mean, at the very least, I don't think it's – I think it's totally logical to think that it it would change – it could change the way that someone's eyes look. Yeah. Like, if nothing else, you know, if it it blurred their eyes a little bit, like, boom, there you are. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the other thing, yeah, about this is if you remember the, like (laughs) – the pictures that portraits artists drew. Unfortunately, I remember them. (laughs) Yeah, of like what, you know, faces started to look like to them as they experienced this strange face illusion. Yeah, like there was one where it's like the eyes are just like gone from the face. And so it's like, well, I mean, that it seems like that's what this could look like, right? Right. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. So that That is like my, if there's actual encounters that are happening here and they are not just things that are made up for the internet, like people have actually seen something, that is my contribution to this, like that I think this could be happening. But again, I have no idea if someone has suggested this before. Okay, so next, (laughs) because building on this, because the encounters are mainly at night, the other thing here is that People's eyes can look weird in dim light when their pupils are super dilated. Mm -hmm. And apparently your pupils respond less quickly to changes in lighting as you age. So that could be an explanation for like why most of the sightings are little kids. Like their eyes Hmm. immediately get like really dark. Yeah. (laughs) Really fast. (laughs) And whether that was like, if it's daytime, maybe these kids just came from the eye doctor. <laughs> Which I, when I read that note, actually, like I died. I, <laughs> I thought it was so funny, but it's like, you're probably right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> my eyes look pretty creepy after the eye doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And then some people have suggested that, you know, it could be drugs because there are certain drugs that will dilate your pupils to be really big, like even if it's light out. So that could possibly look pretty freaky as well. And of course, the, you know, your pupils being super dilated doesn't account for the fact that people say that someone's entire, like the entire white of their eye is also black. But I wonder if that's just gotten exaggerated over time. Like, sure, again, maybe people have had real encounters with creepy kids. And then when they retold it to a friend, they said his eyes were black because, like, you know, his 
pupils were super dilated or his or her pupils were super dilated. And then it's like gradually morphed into people telling stories of children with completely black eyes. But like really it just started as someone's pupils really dilated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – Sounds right. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I feel you're I think you've solved it. I think I've solved it. I think this this is the answer. <laughs> okay. So there's a few other things though that this could be. And I'm I'm kind of excited about all of them. This was a fun episode. It's like I was telling you earlier, this is a fun episode to do because we sort of got to since it's mostly anecdotal, we sort of got to just like be creative and come up with a lot of our own theories as to like what could be going on here. So I thought that was pretty fun. One of the other sort of obvious ones is that this is just a hoax. And obviously you can buy what are called black sclera contact lenses. So those are ones that make your entire eye. So uh, the iris and the white of your eye appear black. And I think it was Astonishing Legends, but I can't remember exactly. But one of the podcasts I listened to mentioned that those cost like $400 a pair. So, oh, yeah. They're so expensive. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess more recently, like I did a, a quick Google search. It seems like in the last like couple years, probably as like cosplay and stuff gets more and more popular, they have gotten cheaper. So like now you can get ones for like $70 a pair, if not significantly less. But in, like, 1996 or 1998 or, like, you know, whenever these blew up, they were much more expensive. So it seems They're unlikely. probably terrible, too. Like, they probably – like, the cheaper ones probably aren't great for your Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, like, I, I wouldn't totally underestimate, you know, the amount of money that people are are willing to spend on a prank, but – when it's like a six or six to ten year old kid, like, eh, I don't know. It's yeah. possible, but like, it doesn't. It's possible, seem but it seems me. unlikely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like the the other thing about those contacts is like they're supposed to be super uncomfortable. Like actors will talk about using them, and they're supposed to be very uncomfortable and difficult to get in. So something again that seems unlikely for for younger kids. Okay, the third thought that I had was. Maybe this is like a like a bait situation and like somebody there's like an adult waiting in the the background like and they're trying to commit some sort of crime, you know, and like use the kids as like bait or like a way to like get into somebody's house or like get access to their car or something like that. Yeah. And so since I am like the most paranoid person and just assume there's always like somebody right outside my door ready to like chop my face off um yeah <laughs> this is kind of where my head went with these stories like that there's you know that like if the stories are real and if like these creepy kids are you know actually coming up to people's doors yeah that it would make sense to me that it was like either and you actually you put a note about this but i um was gonna talk say something about this too is that like either they are like you said bait um which is like super terrifying and fucked up but wouldn't be the first time that people would use children to commit crimes or that like you know that unfortunately like they were some sort of victim of a crime and were just like trying to get help yeah Um, like maybe they're behaving oddly because like yeah they're in an uncomfortable situation and they're trying to like figure out their best way to like 
talk themselves into your car, into your house to like get out of that situation or get assistance. So in that case, it's like, don't be a fucking asshole and like just drive away and then make an internet forum post two years later. Right. Maybe call somebody. Again, just call the police, (laughs) you know, like, hey, worried about these kids. And like, I don't know, like in terms of the the using kids as bait, you know, the trying to commit a crime thing. I I don't know. I don't know how much of that is influenced by, you know, other sort of like urban legends like this is what criminals are doing to try to like trick you and then they like grab your ankles from beneath your car or something like that, you know, or like they pop up in the backseat of your car. So I have no idea. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, like people have definitely used children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm yeah. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying like, yeah, maybe some of that I think is just like my brain going to like other sort of urban legends yeah, that are yeah. exaggerated about that type of thing. Right. Okay. So you, you did the oh. last one of what these could be. Yeah. So this was just I had kind of poked around on Reddit because I wanted to like read some of the like less, I guess, publicized mm-hmm. stories. And so I jumped on Reddit and hung out on the Black Eyed Kids threads. And <laughs> Excellent. Great. As and you do. <laughs> I found this like horrifying story of a man who was apparently having what he thought was sleep paralysis three to five times a week, which uh-huh. like Yeah, that's a lot of sleep paralysis. It's terrible. (laughs) And he said every single time he had it, there was a little boy who was around, he thought, six years old, which is the same age as his child who happened to sleep near him in his room. Okay. But he said that the boy looked like he came from the 30s or 40s, and he would, like, start rubbing his leg. And while he was rubbing his leg, he would ask him to call his mom and then would ask for a bunny salad with a huge smile. And he hmm. mentions that he it was hard for him to see the child's eyes, but like the whole thread was him asking whether this was like the black eyed children or like could it just be sleep paralysis? And it kind <laughs> yeah. of just made me think like, yeah, I, because it's happening a lot of the time at night, like how many of these stories are like people just having like intense nightmares and like not quite fully remembering like if they were real i mean i've had that several times or like having sleep paralysis and then yeah like that's the story they tell because like that's yeah they they thought it was you know pretty it felt real to them yeah especially for like the ones in cars yeah like maybe someone's like falling asleep in their car and then it's like not super restful so they sort of have this like half dream scenario that happens right okay i could buy it yeah. But I also feel like with that one, it's like, um, no, that's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Although apparently bunny salad is something from the 30s. Oh, there you go. So wrapping this up, A, I'm very proud of my Bloody Mary connection to like your brain playing tricks on you. That said, most, if not all of the black eyed kid stories that you read just seem too good to be true, which makes me lean towards all of them just being creepy pasta, because they're just like they're just too slick, and they're often just ridiculously dramatic. They're all anecdotal. There's no news stories or hard evidence. One of the ones that they told on Astonishing Legends, the guy 
has his kid show up at his door. <laughs> and I heard this one. And he claims he's like, he had a bad feeling. And he claims like, I want to go get my shotgun, like immediately. And it's like, okay, like, sure you did. <laughs> and like, well, let's pretend for a second this guy, this actually happened. Yeah. Like, you're telling me you had two kids, two children, max yeah. 16 years old, show up at your front door and your response was to go grab a fucking shotgun? Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, any, uh, if you were that freaked out, most logical people would be like, okay, well, I'm going to, like, you know, I'm going to call the police or I'm going to do something like that. Like, <laughs> right. your response to seeing a couple of kids, like, before you even really talk to them, is like, I got my shotgun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, like, one of the stories, one of the earlier stories, the one in, I forget where it was, maybe it was Virginia or something like that, but... Either way, it's like uh, the kid claims that he sees another kid who's like one of these black eyed children and he goes back up to his, he runs away, runs back up his driveway to his parents, to his house where he lives with his parents and his parents like immediately grab the shotgun and they're like, we're going to go shoot the devil. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so it's like, you're going to go hunt down a child right now? Like, oh dear. <laughs> I feel like this is more... <laughs> bad for you. <laughs> there are other ones that exist too where someone will say in the story that like they filmed it or they got, you know, they got some sort of footage of these children but it was they were too freaked out and it was just too scary so they deleted it all and it's like, "Okay, sure you did." <laughs> How convenient. I'm sure it's the scariest thing that's ever been on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right like that's such bullshit one thing that i wanted to know is that there is definitely this mostly i think in some of the earlier ones unspoken agreement on a lot of online forums where people post creepy stories that readers are supposed to suspend their disbelief and they're not supposed to like question whether or not things are true so one of the rules on the no sleep subreddit and it's like in their little rule thing on the side is everything is true here even if it's not so like you're supposed to just pretend that it's true and and go with it you're not supposed to be like yeah right that happened like that's oh. not a thing that you're allowed to do on there it just very much makes me think these are all just made up and bringing that back to uh, Sharon Hill who we mentioned earlier so she did this 2014 article after you started to get the sort of like resurgence or increased popularity in black eyed kids stories in 2013, she concludes like these are just stories. There's no rude truth behind them. And they bear so many similarities to like other urban legends, like seeing phantom black dogs and stuff like that, that, mm -hmm. you know, that's all it is. So, yeah, I mean, that's what it seems like to me too. <laughs> They're just a bunch of stories. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only other thing thought that I had with respect to them being this this newer your contemporary urban legend or however you put it earlier was i wouldn't be surprised if they were influenced by pop culture so uh in the x-files they have this thing called the black oil which is this these aliens that like they basically like infect people with some sort of virus or i can't remember exactly what it is but they like drip this like black oil like into their eyes mm -hmm. and like Ooh. it makes their eyes turn black and like periodically you'll see it sort of like 
wipe, you know, or move over their eyes, like, while they're out and about in the world and, like, under the influence of this alien virus. And that first appeared in an episode called Piper Piper Maru in 1996. It was, like, uh, convenient timing. Convenient. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, as the show was, like, blowing up and very popular to have this, like, black-eyed thing happening. So I'm suspicious about that as well. Yeah, so anyway, for sure. So I'm I'm proud of I'm proud of the ideas that we came up with and in terms of debunking this, but ultimately, yeah, I feel like it's just creepy pasta. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Though I really, I really want you to be right about uh the Troxlers fading. Like <laughs> I want there to be little creepy kids who are like just like running around and like maybe maybe they're just playing a little game and they're asking to come in but like i want there to be people whose mind is like freaking them out so much that they think that something else is going on though like maybe also i don't because some of those people apparently would react to that by grabbing a shotgun so uh yeah exactly apparently some people are like i'm gonna go get my shotgun so it's like mm, maybe i don't hope maybe i don't want that right to be now. happening <laughs> good point good point. yeah oh and then one other thing that i forgot to mention and I guess that could like add to that theory is people talk about the black eyed kids or the black eyed people or whatever themselves being on drugs and like that's what's dilating their pupils. But it's like, what about the people seeing them? Like, you know, yeah. you could, you could, I feel like make this easier for your brain to play tricks on you and, you know, make you think you're seeing something that you're not. Like if you're on drugs or like if you're impaired by alcohol or something like that. So, right. yeah. Anyway, lots of lots of good ideas, I think. All right. Well, that wraps up our episode on the Black Eyed Children. Tune in to episode 37 when we do our second Halloween listener story episode. If you like this episode, hit subscribe and share with a friend. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Spooky SciPod, Facebook at Spooky Science Sisters, and at our website, SpookySciencesisters.com. If you have any questions about previous topics or ideas for future episodes, email us at SpookySciencesisters at gmail.com. As always, thank you for listening and stay spooky. This podcast is a part of Straight Up Strange Productions. Discover more shows like this one at StraightUpStrange.com. Science, science, science! Science, science! Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist Podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes! Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes! Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes, yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast.